Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl. Remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. You can listen to us on an everyday basis, whether it's Eric Ayala or Dave Ibrahim, making sure we are bringing the stories of women's basketball to you 24-7 also at The Next, where our young, diverse team of great women's basketball reporters are here covering all 12 WNBA teams college, USA basketball, overseas, you name it. So make sure you're following all of that and make sure you're reaching out to our sponsor, betonline.ag. Promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, uh, gives you a discount, but make sure you let them know you are looking for women's basketball betting specifically. It matters. Making sure that there's equal access to men's and women's sports in all facets of the sport matters. And somebody who's done a lot of work on that and is continuing in a way that I'm really excited about, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen this, obviously, is the great Lexi Brown, Minnesota Lynch. But that, that only kind of scratches the surface when it comes to Lexi Brown. Lexi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am very excited. It is tournament time coming, so I am prepared to be glued to a series of games followed by zooms 24 7 in much the same way we were last summer yeah i feel like yeah your y'all's job this this tournament is crazy i hope i'm sure your eyes hurt from they, staring at the screen and then going right to another screen i mean they will but it's going to be the best kind of hurt because we get to have the opportunity to cover these now you know i i like covering it better and i i remember covering you in the tournament so I enjoy that a lot more, but you know, getting the opportunity to be multiple places at once ends up being a positive as well. I just, I just got off the phone with the NCAA, oh, and Lord. so we got to talk about that first. We, we got to get into like you are, you have a new show coming called Just Call Me, and I want to talk at length yeah. about that. But like, I'm still mad about the NCAA I stuff. Mad. Like, I woke up pissed because, and it's, it's I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed with NCAA, but like, I'm always annoyed with the NCAA, <laughs> like constantly because I just, the way they operate and function is just ridiculous. And this, this issue in particular, I was just like, I just, I'm just like, I just look at situations and I'm just like, this has to go through multiple people. Mm-hmm. before it gets okayed. So I'm like, you guys are the, this is the first like big tournament in, in the pandemic, like at this scale, last year's got canceled. Everyone's excited. Everybody's looking, everybody's watching. And then this is what you guys do to the women during women's month. Like, I just, I like, I was at a loss for words. I thought it was a joke. Um, and I kind of sympathize with the NCAA briefly when they're like, "Oh, we didn't know we had, we didn't have enough space." And then the video came out of the endless space that they had mm-hmm. to work with. So well, um, I, I mean, I know it's just, like, is this a challenge this year? Yes. 
is this new? No. Like the thing that I always go back to. And so, again, this is a real difficult thing. And there are there are good people in the NCAA who are working to bring about that Absolutely. equality. And, it, you know, it's, it's always a question of working within the system, working without the system, right? But I go back to something as simple as the logo every year. And, and I, whenever I write about this, I get pushback from people like, oh, what does it matter? And, and to me, you are othering women before, before you do anything else. You are, by putting it in, here is the final four in a logo that you yourself are commissioning. And here is the women's final four, the other thing, not the main right. thing. You know, and, and so I thing. just wonder as like a player, like were you, I, I've talked to players and coaches who notice it. it bother, like, was it something noticeable? Was it something that you saw? And, and how do you feel about it? Well, I think the, the best part about it for me was that the initial report of it came from a strength coach. Mm-hmm. It didn't come from a player. It came from a coach. So it caught fire super fast. And then on top of it, the Ohio State men's coach, whoever, I think it was Ohio State, I don't know, he just, obviously he was just really happy and excited. But, I mean, that's exactly what we needed because had she posted her weight room and we had no idea what the men's weight room looked like, then there wouldn't be, like, such a glaring comparison and a glaring issue. Mm-hmm. Now, I just... I'm just, I just, don't, I just don't get it because people, a lot of people were throwing around. Well, the, the women's tournament doesn't generate money. The da 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 da. But this is not professional. Like that, that, that argument does not work in college sports. Mm-hmm. They can get away with that with us in the WNBA, NBA. Like y'all can come at us with that. Like that's okay. We can, we can, we can have a conversation about that. But when you're, when you have all these teams and programs under one umbrella, the NCAA. Like that, that whole which which tournament has more money? Like that's not a thing because that's not how college works. Well, it's, it's worse than that. Ti- Title Nine is the law of the land. I mean, I mean, equality right. well, is actually, the I law of the land. I learned this today that the NCAA actually does not have to follow Title Nine like to the T, um, but they enforce it. So you would assume that they would also abide by the things that they enforce very, very, very strictly on all the members of the NCAA. So I feel like now, in light of that information, I am even more mad at the NCAA because y'all knew that you could go around, cut corners, and y'all chose to instead of using this opportunity to show that, yeah, we're in a pandemic, yeah, we're in bubbles, let's make sure that the men and women both have a great tournament and feel appreciated and feel celebrated and they like completely drop the ball and this the the it's just the the apologies that come out of with these people in power after they get caught up in some mess is just like they just can't be like okay that was that was us we did that we messed up it's an ex- oh we didn't know we had space oh they're going to get more stuff in the sweet 16 why do you have to get to the sweet 16 to get more equipment that it, makes absolutely no sense. It, you, you, you have to do it if you're not proactively thinking about it. If, if questions of equality are not fundamental to what you're doing. Again, it even goes back to, you, you know, we talked about the logo. They're going to be designing logos for the Final Four every year. 
that's that's built in. That's a given. You don't have to say, oh, well, you know, look at us spending extra money building a logo for the women's final four. That's not what they do. Right. They build them every year. They just what what are the words written into it? And and to me, it's just so telling of that but gap it just, between. But like it's a money thing. It's a money thing. I'm like, okay, you know how much money the NCAA has to build a little weight room would be a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. for them. So I just hate like. I don't know. It's just some of the comments I saw. It was just it was it was very telling of how people look at women in sports, and we I see that when people talk about us all the time. And yeah. actually, I personally have seen it a lot less because we are now making a lot more money than we had in the past, and a lot of players are making a lot of money overseas and doing other things. So you know that conversation is kind of quieted down a little bit but obviously people have been holding that in for a while because i've never seen so many well the money well the revenue i've never seen so many arguments like that and i'm like you guys really don't know how college athletics work mm-hmm. because if that was the case then most universities would have like two sports people people are passionate <laughs> about uh, about arguing this stuff to the point where you say you know are, what's your dog in this fight and you, you, you captured, and it's not a surprise to anyone who follows you on Twitter, but you, followed, you captured on Twitter an hour ago. It's as simple as this. I'm quoting. Sports really brings out the misogyny in people. It's gross. It's just how it works. It's just like looking for a reason. And it's not a, it's not a good faith argument. No one's actually sitting there like, well, I'm desperately eager and concerned and worried about the NCAA's bottom line. They just want to look for what's an excuse to try and put women in their place. And that and that's just the way it comes out. And it's exactly what you said. And I think in part of it it's because there's a lot of toxic masculinity based around the idea that sports is some sanctuary uh, and a lot of things that need to be broken down and that you are helping to bring down. Um, and yeah. and so it's like you look at any you look at any other profession. And obviously there's uh, issues um, in other professions, but like you look at like a doctor or a firefighter or a lawyer, like you don't have people sitting on the computer telling the doctor, female doctor, oh, you're doing this surgery wrong. Even though it was 100% successful, mm-hmm. like you don't have people sitting breaking down other occupations like they do to us and I think it's so strange but obviously I think it's because sports is something that everybody can do you might not become a professional at it but you can go like go out in the park and go to the gym and play basketball and I feel like at some point every little boy had a dream of being a professional athlete and then when they realized that that wasn't something that they could do it bothers them when they see women doing it and I'm like I'm sticking to that because it's just it's ridiculous how much hatred comes out when you know women's sports comes up. It's, it's true. It's, it's, it's true. It's Although strange. I, I cannot help but you know, and and I've obviously covered this this league and this sport for a long time. But the thing that always boggles my mind is hearing men who are like, "Oh, I'm sure I could do that," and I'm just like. I, I enjoy playing basketball. I, I play with my children. I grew up playing with my dad. But, like, I, I spend five seconds at a WNBA game or, like, a Division One college basketball game, and I'm not just like, oh, sure, I could do it as well as they could. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. obviously I can't. So it takes a certain willful disbelief, I guess, to do it. But, listen, let's not waste our time on mediocre men. Let's talk about you and your <laughs> new show because and and i just want to give you like if someone were saying to me like why should i listen to this show 
that I've got an easy 30-second answer, and it's just call me with Lexi Brown. Uh, we're going to have links to it uh, everywhere you can go, but, you know, you can get it on Lexi's YouTube channel. You can get it uh, by uh, subscribing to the podcast as well. Her first one is live today. I've had a chance to listen. Here's how I describe it to you, and this is dating back to, like, your time in college. When I wanted <laughs> after the game to know what really happened, right? I'm making a beeline to your availability. I'm making a beeline <laughs> to your locker to like talk to you about what's really going on. You know, and 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 again, you know, I'm sorry that you know I bother you as much as I do when you come to town, but <laughs> it's just the reality, you know. And so this is like a chance for all of you to go tune in and find out what's really going on, and whether it's in sports, whether it's in pop culture, it's what's really going on. So. Take me through whether, like, that is similar to your vision for how you did it and, like, why why now for this for you? Yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. I, I've, I've always been known to, you know, keep it real, sometimes to a fault, but that's just how I am. I'm, I'm very honest, and I appreciate when people are honest with me. Um, I've kind of, like, grown my Twitter following, like, in the last, like, year, um, mm -hmm. you know, Getting out of college, obviously, you don't have as many eyes on you monitoring what you what you tweet and what you post about. So um, it took me a little bit of time to, you know, find my voice, find my, my lane on Twitter. Um, and it's, you know, been just talking about things that are going on, making jokes, cutting up with people, arguing with trolls, which is what people like a lot. <laughs> but um, actually, the, the I've always, I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. They make me laugh. Um, I think it's a really great way to, to see different points of views of things and, you know, get educated. If you, like, are on move a lot, sometimes you don't have time to, like, sit and read, you know, news articles or sometimes you don't want to watch the news at all because mm -hmm. it's boring and it's depressing and you just want to, you know, a, a different type, a different point of view and a different tone, you know, when they're talking about things that are going on in the world. And I was like, I think I could be, like, really good at that because, I have a lot of conversations with my parents about things, my siblings. We got the news on the TV at home all the time. I'm always on social media looking at what's going on. And I'm like, I feel like I could, you know, be a voice that, you know, explains things that are going on in my words and my point of view. And I think I, I could make it funny and I could think I could make it, you know, something different. And I was just like, a lot of people have podcasts. Like, how can I make mine unique? So, um, I added in a call-in feature, so kind of like a radio talk show. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, we don't really do that radio talk show stuff anymore because of everything else. So I'm like, let me see how this like could set me apart. So I'm allowing people to call in to the show, but the catch is you have to be on camera. So I'm not sure how many people I'm gonna get calling in, talking their junk like they do on their computers and on their phones because that's a lot of people that I run into is a lot of people uh, with no name, no face. They're yes. just an entity on the internet, nameless, anonymous. And I'm like, y'all want to talk to me? Come talk to me. I'm right here. So I think it's going to be a really fun thing. It's definitely going to get heated. Um, funny that uh, the company I'm working with, H&B uh, Media, um, so TP is one of the uh, co-founders, right? Mm -hmm. And we actually got on a, a Twitter fight <laughs> when the NBA was in their bubble. 
and this was like right before um, literally right before we sat out that game after what happened in Milwaukee and I was just discussing like the NBA players basically just have way less that like they have way less to lose than we do by boycotting a game or potentially the rest of the season and he was just like that's an unfair that's unfair to say blah 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 we got into it ended well then he messaged me yo like you need a podcast or something like we need to get you on our team da, 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 da. so that was in like July. when was that August September whenever that yeah, happened it was in August. here we are in March so we've been working on this since before the new year so to finally see it come to fruition and record my first episode I was so nervous it was short it was supposed to be like closer to an hour, but it was 20 minutes because I was so nervous. But I just wanted to make sure, you know, I, I was getting acclimated. So it's going to take some practice like anything else. So I'm really, really excited. It it, it flew through, though, uh, to, to those who have a chance to listen. And, and I recommend it because it really is the statement of purpose. And planting your flag to something that I think is really significant here, right? When we look at the media landscape, there is a an overlapping but different problem than the question of how much there is coverage of women's sports and that is how many people who cover women's sports are white men and to what extent that also contributes to the decisions that are made the decisions that are made for who is hired the decisions that is made for who is getting covered as well, and and I don't believe that the simple answer is to disassociate white men from the problem. As as a white man myself, what I think is we have a responsibility to be part of the solution. But I also think that the change and making those who are doing the talking more representative and reflective of our society matters a lot. And so there's two parts to that. One is how much do you feel is a responsibility to not just be somebody making that change on the court, but being one of those voices? And the other is, how much did it matter that you needed to plant your own flag? And how significant was it to be able to have a media company that was partnering with you specifically? Yeah, I think it's very important for us to be our, to, to voice our own opinions, write our own stories, tell our own stories. Um, because like you said, there's not too many outlets willing to do that. And I was on an Instagram live yesterday and he was just telling me how refreshing it was to see the story about my dad's pump coming back out and mm-hmm. me being signed to Reebok and me, you know, being the face of that promote, that whole promo. And I was like, it was refreshing because I feel like sometimes if you don't have some sad, horrifying, horrific, tragic story, then sometimes people really don't want to hear what you have to say. And I'm not taking anything away from those people who have, you know, grinded it out and, like, risen above their circumstances. But sometimes people just want to see something happy and positive and fun. And, you know, for me, that's, like, been my life. And I've been blessed to have a life like that. Can I just so jump I in like real quick on that, though? Because, like, yeah. to what you to your point, like, it goes back to, like, what's a given and what is required, 
And, and I'd say this is somebody who's been in this industry for a long time, right? If you're trying to sell a story and it's a men's player who has a sneaker coming out, that's usually enough. And it's with a women's right. player, it's always like, ah, uh, but what's the unique part? What's the, you know, it's not the given, it's the add-on. Exactly. And honestly, I mean, I'm so happy that my dad is who he is and he raised me to be who I am. But it's yeah. like, yeah, there are a lot of opportunities that I probably have gotten because of my father. But, you know, I put in a lot of work as well. Um, but I'm just looking at, like, a Steph Curry. And obviously, I'm nowhere near the player Steph Curry is yet. But <laughs> when they talk about how he was raising his dad, it's like the the coolest thing ever. People love it. They eat it all up. But then when it comes to me, it's like, oh, she's probably real spoiled. Oh, she doesn't really deserve this. She doesn't really deserve that. So to answer your second question, it was very important for me to plant my own flag to let everybody know, like, no, like, I work so hard for this. Mm -hmm. I have a personality. I am my own person. I love my dad to death. And yes, why would I not, you know, use the opportunities that he's provided for me to, you know, propel myself forward in my life? I would be dumb to not do that. But it, um, again, it's like, what is the women's story? It's about what you can't do or the help you might have had along the way rather than exactly. focus on what you can do. I, it's it's just this negative frame that yeah, has, it seeps absolutely. through every part of our society, but it's it's particularly egregious in sports. It's why this has to be addressed every day. So Yeah, I, I, and I think that's why I'm very excited to have this podcast just to, obviously talk about sports but also just show my range as a, as a person yeah. and as a woman you know living in this in this society that is a, a mess but um you know seeing the light in things obviously addressing things that aren't so you know easy to talk about but at the end of the day i'm a pretty positive person um and i like to spread positive energy so i'm hoping that my podcast can you know at least bring a smile to people's faces you know once a week well listen we're gonna let everybody know once more Lexi Brown's podcast. Make sure you are subscribing, you are watching it. Just call me with Lexi Brown. I, all I can give you is the endorsement that I have never come away from a conversation with Lexi without learning something and feeling better than when I got there. So cannot <laughs> recommend it highly enough. And Lexi, anything else you want to make sure our listeners know about? Um, any other ways they're following you? Obviously, make sure you're following her on Twitter as well. Yes, Twitter, Instagram, that's pretty much what I use. Subscribe to my YouTube. If y'all want to see our bubble experience, I have vlogs about that on my YouTube channel. They're very fun. Yes. Entertaining. Um, and also tune in to the Women's NCAA Tournament. That starts in a few days. Yes. Please. Welcome to the bubble. It was fantastic. It is not to be missed either. <laughs> Good. Lexi Brown, I hope to see you in person real soon. Hopefully this all comes to an end and we're back to a normal WNBA season. But uh, all the best to you and thanks for taking the time to talk to our listeners. Thank you so much for having me.